Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Monday, August 8th, 2022. Folks, I have to apologize. I did not realize until today that it's already been over 20 days since the last podcast. Not that there isn't anything to talk about. (laughs) No, we're definitely not running out of content. It's just that I've been working on the big new Tratcast 33 and was really hoping to have that done by now. But as always, things are taking longer than they should, and so I figured I've definitely got to publish something today. And so here we are with Tratcast Express number 159. So, what are we going to start with? Might as well make it everybody's favorite, Jorge Bergoglio, the Frankster. In case you haven't seen it on the Novos Ordo Watch blog yet, in a conversation with fellow Jesuits in Canada, Pope Francis denounced Catholic traditionalism as a paganism of thought. And of course, if there's one man in Vatican City opposed to paganism, it's Jorge Bergoglio, right? Yeah, not so much. All I'm going to say is Pachamama. But what's even more brazen on Bergoglio's part is that he was speaking to his Jesuit confreres less than two days after he himself had participated in a pagan smudging ritual led by a Native American sorcerer in Quebec. Now, what took place there is so bizarre that you really kind of have to hear it from the horse's mouth. The sorcerer in question was Mr. Raymond Gros-Louis, a member of the Huron-Wendat Nation's Circle of Sages. As he was engaging in his ritual, he explained what he was doing, and he spoke in French, but there was a simultaneous English translation given by a female interpreter, and that's what we're going to listen to now. Brace yourselves. We'll do a virtual circle. You know, with the pandemic, we use video. And I noticed that even when we're not in person, we can do things in spirit. And we'll open a circle here today in spirit. And from that circle, we can visualize a sacred fire. Because sacred fire unites everything that exists in creation. So we'll put virtual tobacco in that fire as well. And we will honor earth, wind, water, and fire. We will honor the mineral aspect, the vegetable aspect, and the human aspect. I will ask the east direction to open its door so we can have access to that direction. I will ask the southern direction to open its door as well to have have access to that direction. I will ask the western direction to open that door, the grandmother door. We'll honor the northern direction the direction of grandfathers and then 
Also, it's special for the Inuit because they are a minority within a minority. It's easy to forget them, but it's important to think of them. And I'm pleased that she began with the Kulik, which I am also familiar with. So it's an honor to have the Inuit culture here as well. I'll open the four directions. I will whistle four times. This is a wild turkey bone I've had for about 20 years, and I use it in my ceremonies. Before I do that, I'd like for you to put your hands on your heart, each one of you. The heart can be like a talking stick, but that's where the Creator put wisdom in humans. And we often need to remind ourselves of this. It's an important gesture to connect ourselves with that wisdom. I asked the Western grandmother to give us access to the sacred circle of spirits so they can be with us, so we can be united and stronger together. All right, that's enough. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, you really can't make it up. Now, I don't know if the Western grandma granted his request for access to whatever, but Francis must have been happy that this fellow at least wasn't a Catholic attending the traditional Latin Mass, because that, you know, would have been pagan. Next up, folks, sorry, but we've got to look at one more thing from the Frankster. This past Friday, August 5th, the false pope received a bunch of youngsters participating in the Alpha Youth Camp. And, of course, he didn't miss the opportunity to unload some of his usual blather on them. Here is an excerpt of the infinite wisdom with which he graced them. Quote, You two who have grown up with instant information are asking the great questions that arise in every age. Where do we come from? What is at the origin of all that exists? What is the meaning of my life? But also... Why is there so much suffering in the world? Why do little children and innocent people suffer as they do? You should know that God loves questions. In a way, he loves questions more than answers. Why? Obviously, because the answers are closed, while the questions are open. A person who only lives on answers is a person used to being closed, closed, closed. A person who lives on questions is a person used to being open, open, open. And God loves questions. Jesus asked the first two young people who followed him one day on the banks of the Jordan, what are you looking for? A question. Everybody should ask that question. What am I looking for? If you ask that question, it means that you are young, even if you are 80 years old. If you don't ask it, 
you are old, even if you are only 20. Am I right? Unquote. <laughs> this is typical Novos Ordo piffle. Now, here Francis confirms something that I'm pretty sure I've mentioned in a prior podcast, and that is that modernists love questions but hate answers. They love confusion and hate clarity. They love doubt and hate certainty. Their task is, unlike that of the precursor, to make straight paths crooked and to point away from God to man. To see how not only unacceptable but also foolish Francis' words are, just consider the purpose of asking questions. Any sincerely asked question, not rhetorical questions, of course, or questions asked for the sake of being polite or whatever, but any sincere question expresses a search for knowledge of some kind. You ask because you seek to know. And the whole point of asking is to receive answers. If I ask someone, where can I get something to drink? I want to get an answer. That is why I'm asking. Now, I don't quite know what to do with Bergoglio's remark that God loves questions. Certainly, God loves it when we seriously and genuinely seek the truth, and that obviously involves asking questions. But asking questions is only a means to an end, the end being knowledge. Just as God created the human will to love what is good, so he created the human intellect, the mind, to know what is true. Any exercise of the intellect that frustrates this end is a perversion of the faculty of reasoning. Ultimately, all human beings are created to know God in the beatific vision. To prefer questions over answers is to prefer the means to the end, the journey to the destination. It is to prefer the way out of Egypt over the promised land. It is to prefer the journey to Bethlehem over the Christ child, the way to the cross over the Lord on that cross. It is to prefer salvation history to salvation itself. It is to prefer the journey to God over the possession of God. The modernist does not believe in objective truth and thinks there is nothing really for the human mind to know. And so he hates answers, especially answers that are objective, clear, and certain. And what could be more objective and clear and certain than infallible dogma? That is why modernists hate dogma, except, of course, their own dogma. Oh yes, they have their own dogma, even if they don't realize it. Because the human mind was made for truth and it cannot escape dogma. See, even the modernist, who basically holds that nothing is objective or clear or certain, even he obviously believes that at least that much is objective, clear, and certain. So, Pope Francis, as usual, spoke nonsense to these youngsters, and quite dangerous nonsense to boot. Ah, but answers are closed and questions are open. That's right. That's exactly why we seek answers to our questions, 
so our search for truth can be closed. See, there is nothing inherently great about being open. Francis makes it seem like open is good and closed is bad. Well, you know, it all depends. If I'm trying to get out of a room, a door that is open is a good thing because it allows me to leave. But if I'm in my car standing at a stoplight and some creep shows up trying to get in, I want those doors to be closed. Now, as for the human mind, it is good for it to be open if it has not yet attained to truth. But even there, you want your mind only to be open for that which can help it attain to truth and not what can mislead it. And once you have attained to definitive truth, you want that mind to be closed, and I mean rigidly closed. Now, Francis said, quote, Jesus asked the first two young people who followed him one day on the banks of the Jordan, what are you looking for? Unquote. And that's in St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 38. Yes, our Lord did ask that, but he asked it because he wanted the two disciples to answer it. Not that he didn't know what they were looking for. He, being God, knew very well what was in their hearts, but he wanted them to express what was on their minds. And what do you know? The disciples did, in fact, answer our Lord's question, and they answered it right in the very same verse. Verse 38. Their answer was itself in the form of a question. They said, Rabbi, where dwellest thou? Right? Where do you live? They wanted to know where our Lord was staying. And our Lord extended this beautiful invitation to them in verse 38. Come and see. That is what he responded. The ultimate answer to humanity's questions is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Knowing him, being united to him, together with the Father and the Holy Ghost, is the final end of our existence, and he is also the means to that end, since without him we could not possibly obtain it. St. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 2.4 that God will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes, questions are fine because without them you cannot arrive at the answers. Knowledge of the truth, though, is the goal, not a perpetual inquiry. The words of our blessed Lord in St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 52 could also be applied to Francis. Here's what our Lord said. Woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves have not entered in, and those that were entering in you have hindered. So, this is quite a serious matter. See, he who does not know what he ought to know is ignorant. And he who seeks to know, but for one reason or another does not succeed in finding the truth, is to be pitied. But he who has arrived at the truth and then spurns it and tells others to do the same is evil. Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org, and if you like what we're doing... 
please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.